Hey, what's going on, everybody? You're listening to Seggy Station. It's the man that has a nickname, what was I to say, with no shame. Wednesday, August 3rd, 2022. Hope all is well out there with everybody. Hope everyone's staying safe. Had so much fun yesterday with my solo burst. Figured I'd come in and do it today. Rich hit me up this morning. Looking forward to catching up with Rich. Some of the sports action, news, topics, conversations, all the above. As the MLB trade deadline has now passed, inching closer and closer to the NFL season and preseason and training camps really picking up. And obviously all those offseason acquisitions and storylines will kind of be surfacing here once the regular season actually starts. And every NFL fan is at the edge of their seats for that, as it's always an exciting time. College football right around the corner for those fans and obviously inching closer to postseason baseball. Plenty of other interesting topics in terms of NFL rulings, PGA Tour versus Live, things happening across the sports world, and obviously Vin Vin Scully and Bill Russell being lost in the same week is mighty, mighty tragic for the sports community. And really touches home for me, a guy who's been watching sports for as long as he can remember. Got a little bit of my feelings yesterday, didn't have my Instagram post. Apparently, if I don't post on my Instagram, not a lot of people even know I do my podcast. But I'm trying to keep up with the post. Appreciate all love and support for the podcast as I'm still trying, trying to continue to keep it going and get out there and get my thoughts out there and continue to fight on and embrace the struggle that I'm currently going through that everyone's dealing with their own struggle. And for me, sports have really been something to bring me out of that state of mind and really bring back some of that happiness and peace when things tend to be kind of tough I've been doing better and better with it honestly and even though I haven't been potting as much as I would like to be potting um, I'm really proud of what I've done here with the podcast and that I'm still here doing the podcast and everyone that's kind of got me to this point um, even though they're not here to necessarily support me um, I do draw off that type of support daily to still be here Wanted to do the podcast here on the Seggy Station, talking some sports. Rich coming through. Should be a good show. Enjoy it. That's yeah. crazy. I mean, I was fine. I'm all, I'm all good. Like, I've just been congested. It's been fucking bored, but I've been fine. That's wild. Yeah. I've been seeing, you know... I was talking about it. I did a solo yesterday. I saw Colin uh, Coher talk about he had COVID on Thursday back by Tuesday, almost like mocking the situation. Like, I guess that's where we're at, you know? Like, you're going to have it, it well, feel like everything's... It's also not the same thing. There's been multiple iterations of it. So everyone has said, like, not, again, I state every time. Not that I've been paying a whole bunch of attention to what's been going on with it lately, but, like, from all accounts, the current version is much more contagious than all of the other versions but yeah the symptoms are also much less harsh so like way more people are passing it on and getting it but the symptoms themselves are like oh it's just like 
you know, maybe less serious than it was a year, two years ago. Like this iteration is like more of a sniffles, cold, sore throat, and you're good. Yeah. Damn, That's bro. At least that was my understanding. That's crazy to me. Um, but yeah, I mean, to be expected, I, that's one of the things that's interesting to me. I don't know if I've had it or not ever. I honestly don't know. Cause I've only been tested. Be a f- I've only been tested a few time. times and you know, I, it's weird because you know how I used to be about it and I was, you know, really diligent and almost too much of a bug out and like now bro i mean i dude i don't bring a mask anywhere i go i i don't yeah, do any of that bro and your old piece oh shit and uh yeah i don't know it's just it's just weird to think about how i was doing and how people were doing it and what we did as a country which was basically shut down and now people are just going to kind of be getting it probably from here on out but uh I don't know. Strange, strange, strange times we live in, my guy. Glad you're all right, though. Yeah. Glad you're not, like, actually, like, sick, sick. That would suck. Um, Yo, so I got... The only reason I think this might not be my first time is... I don't know when it was. Like, I don't get sick that often, but probably about three months ago, maybe, I was, like, the most sick I remember being in, like... I don't know, since, like, high school or something like that. But I tested negative, like, four times, and Lisa tested negative, too. She didn't get sick, so I guess I didn't have it. But that was a million times worse than this is right now. Like, this is literally just, like, almost feels like allergies. Or, like, it's been annoying, but I'm fine. Yeah. I guess I did see this, which is perfect to the way you started the pod. I just wanted to ask. So I thought this was just crazy stupid to me, but it's kind of funny at the same time. Uh, this guy that got traded, his name's Whit Mirfield. Um, yeah, he said last month that he'd be willing to get vaccinated against COVID-19 if it meant playing for a team in contention, even though he refused to get a shot while playing for the last place, Kansas City Royals. He'll have to make his decision now because he was traded to the Toronto Blue Jays. I thought it was, I thought that was just interesting for me personally, because I've talked about how everyone's going to have their like line of when they think they should get it. And for me, that being that guy's line is just shows how many different aspects of line people are going to have for this situation that's going on right now. You know, for me, a... what? Go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead. Keep going. No. And I was just going to say like, for me, it was for like a, a job working inside and, re- you know, going forward in life, having jobs, thinking like this is interacting with people and stuff like that. It'd probably be a smart thing to do. Whereas before I was working more outside, being extremely diligent, like, I wasn't out here fucking acting like an asshole and fucking saying it's not real. Like, you know what I'm saying? You knew what I was about. So all I'm trying to say, it's just just weird how these different iterations of people are, I'm seeing more and more like this guy wants to get vaccinated now because he's on a winning team. Like that's like, it wasn't because, you know, some private conversations with his family or all. It's just, it's just, I don't know. It's just so weird to me. Like. You just look like an idiot to me. You look like an idiot to me if you're that guy. And stuff like that getting public nowadays, which everything gets public, it's just some of the stuff I read in sports is just so crazy to me. I'm like, really, dude? That's the story you want out there? (laughs) I I get how it sounds like that. Not that I know anything about it. I would venture to guess what he was doing is 
trying to think of a good explanation. Like, Draymond Green will probably never get traded because he's so much more valuable to the Warriors than whatever team would take him. Like, he does more for the Warriors, where if you put him on, like, the fucking Pistons, the Blazers, wherever, like, he's not doing that same thing because he's so built in with Steph Curry, that environment, like, helping with the playmate. You know, like, he's just probably a better fit there. He's more valuable to the Warriors than other teams. I wonder if what Whit Merrifield is basically trying to do is being like, maybe I don't, maybe he just doesn't give a shit either way. Like, he has no stance on the vaccine. Like, sure, I'll get it. I'll not get it. But I don't want to fucking play here. So basically what I'm trying to do is make myself less valuable to the Royals than I am to everyone else, which gives me a better shot of getting traded. That's my thought. Yes, really good thought, which I'm really glad you brought that up because he got traded to the Toronto Blue Jays in which you cannot play unless you're vaccinated. So he literally cannot play for the team unless he's vaccinated because if you're not vaccinated, you cannot travel to Toronto to play the game. So I assume the dude's going to get vaccinated. I just thought it was a funny full circle moment in which this whole thing has kind of gotten... This whole thing has kind of gotten crazy because plenty of people that would be like, oh, I'm never getting this shit, blah, blah, they're going to end up having to get it or they're going to get it. And I just think it's going to be funny when they run into that wall and to think back at all the things they were saying and doing when they could have gotten it years back and probably avoided a lot of situations that we're finding ourselves in now. Man, I'm sorry to hear you have COVID. That fucking sucks. I'm good. Hey, everyone's got a breaking point, whether it's money, contending team, whatever it is. If you told me to go outside and kick an animal i'd never in a million years do it if you gave me 10 million dollars and said go outside and kick an animal i'd probably be kicking an animal man so like I, hey everyone has to break breaking point on everything <laughs> just so wild some of the shit we say on here all right what's good what do you actually what'd you actually want to come through and talk about I, today I, wrote, I, I just wrote some stuff down i know it's like that slow time of year so figured i'd come with some stuff here rather than us just like you know Mingling our way through the Celtic signing Noah Vonley or random bullshit that doesn't matter. So yeah. I came with some, some actual stuff here for us. So one, two, three, four, five, six questions. I'm letting you respond wow. first to each one. Unless you want a moment to think about it. Six questions. Respond first to any of them. Some of them you might want a moment. To, we don't have to do all of them. Yeah, we'll do them um, all. Let's go. Because the only thing I only have about one thing I wanted to touch on, a few other touch-ups, and okay. that's about it. So let's just get it. Again. I'm, I'm passing them off to you, but some of them you might want a moment to think about, so tell me to go if you want me to go on any of them. First one. This time next year, we're technically 10 months from right now, and they're all kind of further out things since it's a slow season. Looking forward. I'm not holding you to any of these answers. We'll just interesting to come back and see kind of where we stood. 10 months from right now, LeBron James will be a free agent, unless he agrees to a contract extension. I think he could sign it today, yeah. Which would be surprising to me. Yeah. Just based off kind of how the Lakers are looking right now. Not that it's terrible, but like no one's picking the Lakers to be like a in the finals right now. So I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't sign a contract extension, meaning he'd be a free agent at the end of next year. If you were the Los Angeles Lakers, and let's say we're around the trade deadline, and the Lakers are similar to last year, sitting in like the 9-12 to 12 range. West is going to be really good this year. Maybe someone gets hurt. Oh, my Lakers fucking are God. You are not asking let's, me no, this. No, no, let's just, okay, fine. 7-12 to 12 range. They're sitting like in around the play-in tournament, whatever. I'm not even saying it's like that's what's going to happen. I'm saying let's pretend that's the case. It's yep. what happened last year. It's not out of the question. Maybe Anthony Davis gets hurt. They're sitting around there. Do you trade LeBron James if you're getting calls for him in an office. Oh, I my God. There's a team out there that would take it. Jesus Christ. Okay. All right, Rich. Yeah, I'll respond to you on this. I'm glad this will knock off something I had for you. Did you see the Juan Soto okay. trade? Did you see the Juan Soto trade in baseball? 
I had to text Chewie on this because Chewie's going to come through next week. I don't know if you're around. I'll hit you up when he decides to let me know. But Juan Soto in baseball is a, basically a LeBron James, a guy to me who is untradeable regardless of when you have him in his career, whatever. You don't trade him. You do not trade him. You keep him. It, it like it, it's just it's just not doesn't make sense to me, bro. Even a guy like Mookie Betts, like that I when he got traded, I said, "Why? Why would you do that?" Stupid if you're the Red Sox. Look where the Red Sox are at right now. Like just dumb. A small market to me. Like Red Sox are a small market in baseball to me with a team like the Padres making moves. And, no, seriously. No, seriously. Yeah, they're playing like a small market, bro. Embarrassing. Not good. Like not in the upper echelon. Like my point is, like when you move off the star, the star players that are like the best players in the sport, you send them to other teams. Look how those teams are doing. No, I would not le- trade LeBron James at any point because you're hoping that LeBron James resigns when he comes up for free agency. Because if you're the Lakers, your best chance to win championships are with LeBron James on your squad. So no, I would not trade LeBron James. Absolutely fucking not. Okay, I think I think that's a fair answer. Almost every single one of these questions I'm gonna ask you, I don't have a hard stance on, and it's why I thought they were interesting questions. Like this one, I think it's it's a tough one because everything comes down to what are you be what are you being offered. Like if you're the if someone's gonna give you a mammoth offer, you probably trade him because he's 38. You don't know kind of what the future entails. You don't know if you're gonna be able to get another big signing in there. I think so much of it comes down to what the other team's offering you. I just think the only reason you do trade him is if you're looking around and you're like, we have nothing to build forward on other than Anthony Davis. And let's pretend like, you know, maybe Anthony Davis gets hurt this year. Something happens. Like you're maybe looking around and you're like, yes, LeBron James is like, a, you can't trade him guy, but we're in almost, we can't win with him. Team right now. Potentially. I'm not saying that's what they are. I'm just saying they could be looking that way at the trading deadline. But I'd like to agree with you that no, you don't trade LeBron, especially if you're the Lakers, a team that always wants to be relevant, box office. Like, why are you trading one of the best two basketball players to ever live? I, I tend to agree. Let me ask you a question off of this, and then you can get into your next question, which is, is things really stalling out with the Kevin Durant trade. Like, mm-hmm. figured it would with what happened with Rudy Gobert, four years on his contract. The owner's really trying to rein back the fact these guys just demanding trades with that many years on their contract, in my opinion. Do you see... Do you see LeBron James if they're having that type of season, you know, heading up towards the trade deadline that you were talking about, come in and say, get me the fuck out of here? I see that happening quicker than I see the Lakers saying, yeah, we're shipping out LeBron James. That's not going to happen. I see LeBron James coming in saying, get me out of here. Like, LeBron James demands a trade from the Lakers. I see that quicker then I see the Lakers just moving LeBron James for anything. I don't care what package you can send me. I'm not trading LeBron James. And and it kind of goes back to what I felt about Kevin Durant. He's not going to get traded. Because in my opinion, Kevin Durant's that type of player. Like Kevin Durant, you cannot trade a Kevin Durant and not get back a Jason Tatum and some pieces or whatever. Or Jalen Brown and some... You need a haul back. Especially with what Rudy Gobert is going for. So I don't think you can trade guys like that in this type of market in today's NBA. And you look back at some of the I trades that have happened, it's 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 crazy. Some of these guys that have gotten traded, it was different, but you cannot trade these superstars. Like, how are you gonna even these young guys that you like, you say, like you wouldn't trade Jason Tatum, like Anthony Edwards, like these young and up and kind like untradeable guys, Zion Williamson, which I had an interesting yeah, but whatever. Go on to your go on to your next question. 
No, I was just going to wrap that up. I agree with that. I was almost factoring that in already because I don't think the Lakers would ever trade LeBron and have him be shocked by it. They would be like, yo, LeBron, we don't think you're going to resign here. We're not doing anything this year because of what's happening right now. Like, do you want to get out of here or are you going to come back next year and you want to be here? If LeBron goes, I want to be here, they're not getting rid of him. If LeBron's like, I'm good with being shipped out, I could see that. So, yeah, I, I agree with you on that. I was yeah. kind of factoring that in. Uh, number two, I'll share the screen at least so we have something to look at and reference here for this one. This is one we've talked about a little bit, I think, in the past. Um, so I'll just pull up the standings from last year here so you're able to take a look. Let's uh, see if this question's actually for the West. <clears throat> Where's the West? So teams got a lot better this year. Jesus, I can about. barely even see this, but go ahead. Oh, you can't. Here, let me make it bigger. Oh, word, I can see it now, yep. There we go. Okay, so teams got a lot better last year. Yep. I think it's very safe to say that the Rockets, the Thunder, and the Spurs will not be making the playoffs this year. Spurs traded DeJounte Murray. Thunder and Rockets are going to be exciting to watch. They're just, they have less superstar talent. It's kind of like a develop, see what we're doing. I can go out on a limb and say I'm pretty positive Spurs, Thunder, and Rockets are all missing the playoffs this year. I think the Jazz are the next question mark. Only five teams miss the playoffs because there's the play-in that goes up to ten teams. I think the Jazz are the next question mark. They probably are missing already right now with the trades they made, but if they trade Donovan Mitchell, they're definitely missing it. My question to you would be, who do you think the fifth team is that makes misses the playoffs? If we're assuming Rockets, Thunder, and uh, Spurs all miss, and we're going to assume the Jazz miss. Okay. I see. Oh, hold on. Really talented team. Yeah, yeah. So okay. Basically, your pick. The last thing I'll say is you're basically to me. I think I'm picking out of the Blazers, Kings, and Lakers, and then maybe if you're trying to get real ballsy, like the Timberwolves. But I don't think I think they're going to be a good regular season team. Like I think I'm picking out of one of these three, and I think those are all three like pretty decent teams. But what do you think? It's tough. Do I? I think the. Okay, let me just say this. Let me just say this because you're just. You're really throwing some water on my Thunder fire. I think the Thunder will be better than the Rockets, Blazers, Jazz, and Spurs. Like, the the Thunder will be better than all those teams. Okay. I think the Thunder. I think the Thunder will be. I think the Thunder will be better than all those teams. I think they will. I don't think they'll be like in playoff contention, but I think the Thunder will be that team biding for the play-in spot out of those teams that we're kind of talking about right now. I do think the Utah Jazz—they're gonna move Donnie Mitchell, I believe, or he's gonna want out. And either way, if you bring back just Donnie Mitchell, I don't think the Jazz are gonna be a five seed. So I think it's safe to say, regardless, they're gonna be kind of down anyways. So yeah, I think it's—I think it's fair to have the Jazz in that conversation. If you ask me to pick one more. Even though I do think the Thunder will probably be in that in that group, even though I'm hoping they're not, because I do think they did really well this offseason. I really do. Hold, hold on. Um, you almost have to pick two more. If you're putting the Thunders in the play-in, now you you got to tell me which two you're putting out of there. Because, like, look, or I guess you already said the Blazers, kind of. So, like, my thing with that. And yeah, I'm, I think the Blazers for sure. And and Dame Lillard's coming back. I know you're a big Dame Lillard guy, but, like, to me, I'm looking around at so the West, and it's like. The Blazers, to me, the Blazers were three games ahead of them last year while not trying to win a single game. Yeah, the Thunder got um, fucking uh, Chet, and I think SGA is one of the most underrated players in the league, or by far the best player on their roster. But, like, to me, 
the Blazers got Jeremy Grant. They have Nurkic back. They have Dame back. They have Anthony Simons back. They have Josh Hart. Like, the Thunder aren't on that level. I would be stunned if the Thunder were better than the Blazers. Also, because I don't know if they're trying to compete yet. I think they might have another bad, like, you know, we'll hang around by the bottom, get another pick, and, like, you know, be whatever, whether it's a trade or starting to compete next year. I wouldn't be surprised if they're towards the bottom again. So it would shock me if the – Thunder were better than the Blazers. Not that I think the Blazers are incredible. I just think they had a nice little off season. But okay, we'll say for you, you got the Blazers out of there. So are you putting the 11 spot as the Thunder still being just out, just above the Blazers, or are you saying it's the Lakers or Kings or Pelicans or some other team? I'm saying, I'm saying if I went from the bottom up in the West, I would, you know, heading into what I think is going to go. I think the Spurs are going to be last. I think. I think I'd probably put Utah right after the Spurs, and then I would go. Wow. Then I would probably go. Um, Rockets, Rockets yeah, Rockets, B- Rockets, Thunder, Blazers, or Rockets, Blazers, Thunder. To be honest, yeah. I mean, I don't. Okay. Yeah, I'm not in on the, what the Blazers are doing for sure. So that's where that's where I think it gets murky, though, because then, like the Kings, like the Kings, I think are a team that. We were joking about them the other day. No active players ever played them in the playoffs. I don't see the Kings making the playoffs, even with bringing in Sabonis and doing some of the things. You've talked about the Kings here. I, I, I mean, they did get uh, uh, what did they get? Keegan Murray is Ke- yeah, Keegan yep. Murray who's been balling. So Keegan Murray, and they also got Malik Monk and Kevin Herter last year. They were really missing spacing, like De'Aaron Fox and Sabonis. The reason I didn't like the Sabonis trade one, you're giving away Halliburton, who's a great young player. Yeah, Sabonis two. Two, and almost more importantly, for like the near-term fit, Sabonis and Fox both aren't shooters. To have, in the current NBA, to have your best two players and your best two like playmakers with the ball in their hands as not like shooters. Yeah, I guess my point My point on that is I was a little higher on the Kings than you were, and I think we expect the Kings to be at least a little better than they were last year, right? Oh, I agree. So, I, I mean, I don't know where are we fitting them at. So, yeah, it becomes really weird where, you know, I do think if Zion's on the court, the Pelicans are going to be good. The Timberwolves, I I don't know if I have as much faith in the Timberwolves, even with the Rudy Gobert move, that they're going to be like an upper echelon team in the West. Um, I can see them kind of down right where they're at actually right now. Seven slot, eight slot. Um, I see the Pelicans moving up to the Jazz. Um, I could see... I could see the, could, the the Phoenix Sun. You know, I could see stuff shaking up a little bit up top too. So yeah, I could see every single team in the top seven being within like four games of each other, and I'm not joking. Like I think it's going to be like an incredibly tight race this year. It's going to be tough. I don't see any team that's going to run away with the pack or from the pack with it. I think the Nuggets are going to be really good with their healthy guys back at the very least in the regular season. Clippers were the nine spot last year and are a lot of people's title pick right now. Yeah. But just to wrap this one up, I would probably agree with you on Spurs last. I I do, if we're assuming the Jazz trade Donovan Mitchell, I'd put the Jazz second to last. Then the Rockets. I'd put the Thunder there. My 15 to answer the question I wouldn't put the Trailblazers. It would be the Kings or the Lakers. I'm going to say the, the Kings, probably. I'll say the Lakers at least make the play-in. But, I mean, Lakers are one LeBron or eight. A lot of teams are one injury away, so I hate saying this from things being bad. But, like, the Lakers are one LeBron or AD injury away from, like, not just being, like, bad, being, like, the clear worst of those teams. Where at least the Kings, I think if, like, 
you don't want Sabonis getting hurt, but I think they still have a better fit of a roster if one of their big guys goes down, like, looking around and being like, okay, we got Fox, Monk, Herter, uh, fucking, what's his name that I can't remember, the fourth pick that they had. Um, yeah, Sean Keegan Holmes, Murray, yeah. yeah. Like, they, have, they at least have a deeper, Keegan Murray, yeah, they at least have a deeper roster. So, like, I'll pick the Lakers to make the play, play in and the Kings to be the one team out just because the Kings always find a way to mess it up, but... Uh, Lakers scare me this year. I don't. I don't see any of these top nine teams here, minus the Jazz. So I don't see any of the top eight, minus the Jazz, that the Lakers I think are going to be better than this year. But we will see. Yeah, um, no. I think the I, Lakers will be. Yeah. I think the Lakers are going to be better than what you're giving them credit for, for sure. But carry on. I I literally hope so. I want to see LeBron do well. Um, this one will be quicker. I just want you to rank these three teams because I think they're the closest three in the conference, and I'll touch why I'm putting the previous one seed in there. I want you to rank – actually, you know what? I'll make it four because I know you're really high on one of the teams now that I'm looking at it. It was going to be rank these four teams um, for next year. It could be by – you could do it however you want. Do you want to do title favorites or where you think they'll finish? I'm not including the Bucks and Celtics. The question was Heat, 76ers, and Raptors. But I have some of your big Bulls guys, so I'll throw the Bulls in. Rank those four teams for me. We're just going to assume they're all behind the Celtics and Bucks. Heat, 76ers, Raptors, Bulls. One through four. Okay. I'd go Heat, Bulls. I'll say this. I'll, I'll say this. Before you start, before you start, I just want to say this. I think the Heat, assuming there's no Donovan Mitchell or KD trade, took a step back this year. And, like, people could laugh all they want, but, like, I think Pete losing P.J. Tucker is not great. Like, not that he's this game changer, but, like, he was their one guy that made Jimmy Butler not have to defend the other team's best player. And they don't have a, like, real perimeter defender, like, big guy, like, you know, like, wing defender besides Jimmy Butler. And in the playoffs, we all know Jimmy Butler has to do a lot. So, like, I still think the Heat are a elite team. I think there's a great argument that they'll be a top four seed next year. But I do think the Heat are one of the few teams that maybe took a time to step back this year. Uh, that's a fair take. I mean, you're putting a lot of thread in P.J. Tucker, who just signed like a three-year deal yeah. at 36 years old. So how much he's going to help the Sixers yeah. and James Harden, who's hobbling around? I don't know. Um, but yeah, if Less you had... about helping the Sixers, more about hurting the team, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, could, I guess I agree with that take, but I'd also agree with these young guys that are shooting better than P.J. Tucker, shooting corner threes, and Max Struess and Duncan Robinson, hopefully getting back on the court and contributing, and... Like you said, maybe they're able to squeeze Donnie Mitchell, who's not going to potentially go to the Knicks because of tampering. We'll touch on that, hopefully, before we go. But, uh, no, I would rank, if you were to ask me to rank those, and I hear what you're saying about the Heat, I still think the Heat out of those teams, four teams you mentioned, would be fair. first. I'd have the Bulls next, because I do think the reason why the Bulls fell off is was the Alonzo uh, Ball injury. Um, Patrick Williams kind of in and out of the lineup and Vucevic kind of being definitely disappointing. Uh, but DeMar DeRozan was not. And I think the Bulls have something special when you bring back Zach Levine, who's kind of being the guy there. I think the Bulls are primed to make a better run than they did last year, even more than the 76ers who have been making these runs and coming up short. I, I just don't have faith in it, bro. I really don't. I don't have faith in what the Sixers are doing. And if you're going to tell me that, you know, Joel Embiid's the guy there, and, you know, we talked about this plenty of times on the pod. Joel Embiid's the guy, you know, who would you trade? Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons. We all kind of know what went on with Ben Simmons. Well, now it's Joel Embiid's team. He's got James Harden. They bring in P.J. Tucker. They got some pieces. Maxie, we know, is there. I still don't have faith in it. 
Mainly because, to me, regular season-wise, it'll probably look pretty decent. It won't. It won't matter to me really with the Sixers until it comes playoff time. So for me, I still think some teams will be above them. Um, and then the Raptors, I'd probably slate in behind behind all that because as much as I love the Raptors as a team, it's it's a team that I thought you know was gonna struggle the bubble year. They did team I thought was going to kind of take a step back and maybe trade guys like Siakam and Fred Van Viet. They haven't, you know, they made the playoffs and made some pretty significant regular season runs, but they don't have the type of Kawhi Leonard guy that's going to win them a championship. And so to me, they're kind of in that seven to eight, six, seven, eight playing category when it comes to the East that in my opinion has also gotten better. So, I like this one because I think they're like, I'll have a couple things I think are good questions. I don't have a huge take on. Like, I literally think you could tell me any order of these teams. And the only thing I disagree with is if someone put like, you know, the Bulls first out of all of them, or maybe the Raptors first out of all of them. Like, I wouldn't agree with that. Probably. I think it's either Heat or the Sixers at the number one spot, but I could really see them going in basically any order here. Like you just put the Raptors, last of those which i don't i don't think is crazy at all but that would be saying they're a six seed next year and like they have the rookie of the year fred van fleet siakam trent like they got like a nice solid team like they added uh you guys in the offseason too i'm forgetting who they added um but they have a, they have a really nice solid team over there and i'm almost inclined to agree with you now i'll say this the bulls are last for me if lonzo ball isn't healthy and I've heard, some, I thought there was a report recently saying like he had another setback or something and he might not be ready for the season. I'm going to look it up. That's scary to me because I think part of what made him so good, you touch on it a little, was the Lonzo ball, Alex Caruso backcourt defense. I missed Patrick Williams most of the year. Like, I think there's a good chance they're going to be better. Only thing I don't like about their team is the fact that they pay so much money to Jonas Valanciunas. And I don't think they'd be that much worse if Jonas Valanciunas was $6 million a year, JaVel McGee. You're I'm talking. Not, like, I literally don't think. No, nah, no, nah, you mean Nikola Vucevic. Not, sorry, sorry, uh, Vucevic. Yeah. Junas is on the Pelicans. Uh, Nikola Vucevic, yeah. Uh, he's the only part I don't like about their team. Really, I just don't think it's the best fit. I think he's a nice player, but probably not a player a winning team wants, especially paying that much. So, like, <coughs> both of me just... I'll say if Lonzo comes into the season healthy, I'll put them second to last. If Lonzo comes into the season not healthy... Last, I could see the Bulls even being second if Lonzo's healthy, but my rankings would probably be Sixers first. As much as I hate to say it, at the end of the day, like I'm, I still don't concede any of the James Harden stuff from the past. We stand on different sides of a lot of things, but like I'm at the point that you've been at for many years of like, I mean, I think I'd have to be crazy to expect to see something different in the playoffs. Not that there's a hundred percent chance he's going to choke but i'd say we're in the 90 percent chance that he's going to choke in the playoffs every time around so like <laughs> but even with that considered even with that considered if i just say like okay let's imagine james harden's going to be like late late career steve now like he's literally just out there to facilitate and like hit a wide open shot like the worst case scenario and be still the best player that any of these teams have on their team yeah i'll like agree with Max, you there yeah i've heard i've heard a lot of reports of maxi putting 
really liking Harden, pushing Harden, Harden him doing a lot of work. I love Maxi, bro. I was on the Maxi train here on the pod. Hell yeah. Me too. Me too. too. And I think DeAnthony Melton's like a pretty nice get for them. PJ Tucker, that contract's not going to be pretty in three years, but I think for this specific year, he'll be a nice ad for them. I think their regular season and playoff-wise, the scariest team, even if you're getting worst outcome James Harden, because I think with all these new pieces, like, there's nothing stopping them from being like, yo, James, if you're going to be playing like this, you're not getting 38 minutes a night. You're getting 25, and we're going to run some Melton and Maxi lineups with Embiid. We don't, like, sorry, dude, not if you're playing like this. Like, I, I just like what they did. So I'd put the Sixers first, and even while acknowledging all the James Harden concerns, basically just leading out how good Embiid is and some of the moves they made, Sixers first out of those teams. I'd put the Heat second just because I can't not – I'm not going to – value pj tucker that much to drop him that far down but it wouldn't surprise me if lonzo's healthy for the bulls to be a better team than that Heat second bulls third if lonzo's healthy bulls fourth if he's not flip-flop them the raptors in and out there um raptors raptors i would like to see make get into like the donovan mitchell sweepstakes i don't think they can get into the kd one but like really the only thing raptors are missing is kind of like that go-to guy van fleet does it some games they have good defenders in OG, uh, Barnes, Siakam, good link, wonky, lanky wings. Um, I think Donovan Mitchell would be really fun to watch on the Raptors. It would make them like not a favorite, but like if they had Donovan Mitchell and only had to give away like Trent Van Fleet some pieces, got a point in there. Like, I don't know, I'd have them like third probably behind the Celtics and Bucks, but that's a big if. I would just like to see them get involved. All these teams are so good, and we didn't even include the Nets who might have. Katie and Kyrie and who were the odds on favorites to win everything last year before it fell apart. So like it's gonna be an interesting year NBA here. Yeah, I know. I cannot wait. I cannot wait for NFL because then once the NFL starts, the NBA starts like in a month. But yeah, then once yep. that is going on, it's like, oh my God. Um yeah. Yeah, that was some good stuff. Last last NBA one and then two uh NFL ones for us here. So I can stay on this page. We can make this one quick and then get off the NBA here. Same exercise again, different teams. I believe my teams were Cavs, Hornets, and Knicks. You can include the Hawks in it if you want. I just think the Hawks are going to be better than all of those teams. They will be. Argument yeah. Today. I wouldn't be surprised at all if the Hawks are. I think the Hawks could be better than the Bulls and the Raptors next year, maybe even better than the Heat. I think the Hawks could have a really nice year next year. So we'll keep it to Cavs, Hornets, Knicks. Um, off-season moves. Cavs really haven't made any off-season moves. We're still waiting to see if they bring Colin Sexton back, but they haven't done a whole lot. Yeah. Uh, Hornets lost Miles Bridges. Yeah. Hopefully, Gordon Hay- Gordon Hayward's going to be healthy, but we've been saying that for like eight years. Looking to bring Kemba Walker back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that means nothing to me. And the Knicks did make some moves, getting Jalen Brunson. Still a lot to be determined with the Knicks in the all the trade sweepstakes, but as of right now, I think most people would say the Knicks got a little better than where they were last year. Even if you hate the contract, this is the best point guard the Knicks have had in a long time. So I think the Knicks got a little better from last year. Where would you rank those three teams in regards to each other? Okay. Um, wow. Okay. Yeah. So I did. Yeah. This is what. This is why when you come on the podcast, I'm able to like get through my thoughts and stuff. Like, when I do my solo, I'll be like, yeah, this is what I'm going to say. And then it's just, like, going and live. It's, like, tough to, like, keep it all going, you know? Like, I don't even have a second to breathe. Um, I will answer your question, but I just need to throw this at you real quick, and you can respond to this after I answer your question you've been asking me, which is, I assume you saw 
There's tampering going on with Jalen Brunson. There's tampering with other guys in the NBA. There's the whole thing that went on with Stephen Ross. Six-month investigation, the Brady thing that I was telling you about, the throwing games. We've talked about it here a bunch on the pod. He got a suspension of six games and a um, $1.5 million fine. They lost a first-rounder for not uh, throwing games, but for tampering. The whole situation with Brady. That's what got down on the owner. And I'm just like, I'm just so confused with the whole idea of like tampering. Um, Like that's always been a thing, dude. Not even in sports, just everywhere. Like it's conversation. Like tamper. They are different, but it's, it's all the same stuff. Really? Like if it tampering to like, Jalen Brunson talking to his dad about going to the Knicks is the same thing to me as Tom Brady having inside conversation with, you know, his buddy on the Dolphins about potentially joining the team. It's the same thing. They're talking, like, that's what goes on. It goes on with all people. Uh, Anything that you're doing, you're, you're talking about it. But I'll let you respond to that, but I will, I'll answer this. I think the Cavs are better than both of those teams. Um, I agree. You, you told me to threw the Hawks in there. I would agree with you completely that they're be- the Hawks will be better than all three of those teams. And with DeJounte Murray, I, I could agree with you. They could probably be up in that last category we were talking about. Um, If Trey Young is able to kind of do his thing and DeJounte Murray is, is what he is. Uh, I love I love DeJounte Murray. Um, You know, then next, dude, I guess, I guess I'd put the Knicks above the uh, Charlotte. Even though I love Lamelo Ball, like losing Miles Bridges to me is going to be a tough loss because, like, even when we went to that game, like Miles Bridges and Lamelo Ball to me was the team. So now you're pretty much relying on Lamelo Ball to play with the pieces around him, which really aren't great. And it's like your off-season moves. You're looking at bringing back Kemba Walker. Like that was more of a joke. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, what is Michael Jordan yeah. doing? Um, yeah, no, like the Hornets. They have a guy who's pretty elite in something special, and they're really not doing anything to help him out. And in a small market, like you're probably gonna lose him, and that's just a fucking shame. Um, if I were the Hornets, so I think I the, the Knicks. Hornets, I would just trade him. Yeah, I mean, you probably should at this point. Um, trade him to the Knicks. Trade him to the Knicks. Who I think, as much as I give you shit on them, uh, I think they'll be better than they were last year. Um. They're kind of they're on this like little roller coaster of a hump for me where I thought they'd kind of have a good year. They did. They made the playoffs, made a nice run. Thought they'd take a step back the following year. They did. Julius Randle down year. RJ Barrett made a jump. You got some guys make young guys making a jump, but to me, the if you don't get Donovan Mitchell, it's it's not gonna be it's not gonna be much different. Adding Jalen Brunson is a guy who I like in the NBA is not gonna bring you up a couple seeds in the East right now that I think got a little tougher all around. Um but I do think the Knicks, think the Knicks are better than the be the Charlotte and do have the potential to be better than Cleveland, but probably not if Mobley and Garland stay healthy all year. Yeah. No, probably not. It's it's just funny how it works here. Like I agree that I think the Cavs are the better team. Like Garland, Mobley, Allen is just better than anything the Knicks have right now. And they have decent pieces around them still. Like I love RJ Barrett. Jalen Brunson's a good point guard. Garland's better. Mobley's one of the best young players, the best young defender in the league. Like, the Cavs are better than the Knicks right now, it seems. But this whole thing's interesting because even though we had the Bulls in a different category, if you told me right now, like, 
hey, the you know Lonzo Ball doesn't play most of next year, and the Knicks and the Cavs both finish better than the Bulls, and both finish like right around the Raptors or better than the Raptors, I'd be like, yeah, I mean, that, that makes sense to me. That's not that's not insane to think at all. So it's just it's a deep conference this year. I think just going through this exercise, if you literally look at everything, you're like, wow, each conference is literally. 10 teams deep not in time yeah. threats no nah, i think the pistons will be up i think the pistons will be the thunder this year which they'll be at the 11 slot or t- fighting for the 10 playing slot maybe even higher um you I know that's the magic i think that's the magic this year and it could be the magic the and it could be the magic because paulo's that dude that, wendell wendell carter paulo that's a really nice front court that you have right there and you have franz wagner in there as well like that's that's a really nice young front court right there they have Cole Anthony, Bolts, a couple guys in the backcourt there. I think it's, I don't know, it's going to be interesting. going to be a lot of fun teams to watch next year. Like yeah, I know. A few teams where I'm like, yeah, not interested in watching. Yeah, definitely not. They're tanking. Um, yeah, just last, can you respond to my tampering uh, and tanking thoughts? Yes, yes. Um, NBA tank, t- tampering is ridiculous to me. Um, you either need to stop it as a whole, which I don't know how you stop, or you need to just kind of let it happen. Because what's happening right now is, Literally on, it's my ber- my birthday every year. June thirtieth is when free agency opens. Yeah, yeah. And every single year, I don't, I forget what the time is. It's like four o'clock, three o'clock, something like that in the afternoon. It opens up. Yeah. And every single year, within one minute, faster than anyone could tweet anything. So Woj and Shams already have it in their drafts. They're not tweeting these right there. They're coming out so fast. They're not tweeting these in real time. There'd be spelling errors. They'd be fucking stuff up. They have all of these saved in their drafts, ready to go. Meaning that. Before when free agency opens, every single team has not only talked to the person, they have the exact details of the contract ironed out so that in one minute of free agency opening, which is supposed to be when you start calling people, yeah, is when every single contract's like one minute into free agency, maybe the wildest signing as much as I love the Nuggets, one minute into free agency, the Nuggets signed DeAndre Jordan to some contract. I don't know why the fuck they did that. Right after Marcus Cousins or something back, but whatever. That's what they did. And it's just like well, you must have been talking about this for, like, at the very least days. You don't have yeah. to it out. So, to me, the last thing I'll say on it is, like, I'm not just saying this because it's the Knicks. It's happened to the Bulls for Zach Levine or someone. Lon- or Lonzo last year. It happened to the Bulls. Like, it's happened to other teams. I'm not just saying it's because the Knicks. But it's like, yeah, the Knicks fucking tampered. But, like, no, no shit. They hired everyone Jalen Brunson is close with. And the Mavericks didn't even get a meeting. So the Mavericks were probably pissed about it, even though they weren't going to pay him that money. So the Mavericks probably went and complained. So it seems to me like when a team goes and complains about it, like this is bullshit, they do like, okay, we got to do something. But it's like, well, fuck, it's going around the whole league. And I'm not just saying that because I'm a Knicks fan. Like it doesn't really matter. Like whatever, if you can forfeit a pick or something and you get the guy you want, whatever. But it's just dumb to me. Yeah, that's like, stupid. Why are we going to act like every team in the league isn't doing this? Yeah, I, yeah. 20 contracts were announced in the first two minutes of free agency. Give every one of them a tampering violation. Then. Yeah, I, I don't. I really don't understand that. Um, the Brady one seems a little more severe just because I don't even know as much of the details about it just because, like, it's involving ownership stakes, which are, like, I think – harder to well yeah and then you had you had a situation where like he had a spam retirement and sean payton pretty much quit on the saints to try and get there and then the yeah it's yeah i agree with you it's slightly different but what the the only reason it got to where it was is because they were talking about throwing the games in the brian uh flores lawsuit yeah it was a six-month investigation to find out that the owner got you know six six games which also there's a lot of controversy around deshaun watson getting six games but I had some smoke on that yeah, yesterday on my solo. 
that'll be extended or something, but we'll see. I don't I've seen people say like no, they it have can't. to stick with what Yeah, there's no way. No. Uh, no, they, so for my I mean opinion, they could, they could, but it would just make the NFL look even worse in my opinion, but yeah. I mean they could. the NFL's like new apology was to let judge was it Ann Lawton, Sue Lawton, something like that, whoever she is, like review the whole process and like them be the decision maker. Roger Goodell still can overrule that. I know. He basically also also overruling the whole process he just put in place. I know. This is how we handle things. So it's kind of like a, oh, I know, I'm just explaining it out here. So like it seems like people are saying it won't be overturned, but it also could still could be overturned if Roger Goodell's been getting a bunch of shit and he's like, okay, fuck, we messed this up. Like Brady got four games for fucking with the balls and – this guy had 24 criminal cases against him, and we gave him six. Like, ah, we maybe, I don't know about this. <laughs> oh, my God. The one thing I would both say is, and this wasn't one of my things, but this might spark a debate, or you'll agree. You have to put emotions aside on this. I see a lot of people arguing, like, wow, it's bullshit that Ridley got over, a, like, a year for gambling on his own team when he wasn't playing, and this guy's only getting this. Look, if we want to try and look at that as, like, what's morally right, of course the guy with 24 criminal cases is worse. But if you're the NFL, just, like, understand, like, what is absolutely worse for your game is finding out that there's, like, collusion or corruption. Bro. Not that Calvin Ridley was doing that. No, 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 no. I know this will spark debate. There is no argument here about what is the worst thing to do. I gamble every day. 24 criminal cases is without a doubt the worst thing to do. But it's not an apples-to-apples apples comparison because if you're the NFL, you cannot have people saying, oh, players are betting on the game. This is happening. This guy has this inside knowledge, especially now that you have, like, gambling partnerships as, as like, part of the money incoming to you guys as the league. They can't have that. So, like, it makes sense to me that they punished him worse because they're going to come hard down on that and say, like, you are not going to be fucking gambling. You are not going to Like, they're absolutely going to do that. And it makes – it almost makes sense to me why, like – they're going to come down harder. Now, again, the argument, that's not me saying, like, oh, that's so much worse. I gamble on every fucking football game. Like, I love doing that. It's not a bad thing to do. I'm just saying, like, people arguing, like, oh, he got a year, so this should be a year. It's, like, totally different things. Like, one is criminal cases where the NFL is trying to be as not involved as possible. The others, the NFL looking at the guy being like, yo, you are damaging our pockets if people say the league is rigged because of people betting on the game. So, like, I just don't think it's a good comparison. I see a lot of people making that comparison. Yeah, well, yeah, that's part of the problem with the ruling for me is that people are comparing other, like, comparing other situations non-related to sexual assault or uh, allegations to, like, suspensions, like, like you're talking about, which... I, I was talking a little bit about it yesterday. Like, that to me, just I don't really understand that. There's no consistency, and you can't compare, like you're talking about, what Deshaun Watson did and what Calvin Ridley did, even though their suspensions seem to be altered. My point is, is you the, the reason why he got six games is because the consistency set by the NFL for these type of violations was around six to eight games, and you've had plenty of instances where owners were not punished for similar situations that Deshaun Watson were uh, found accused of. So I assume that's why this lady looked at this and was like, well, I can't, I can't just be like, oh, this guy gets more games even though he did more crime with more individuals involved. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's too murky of a situation when you start saying, oh, this is, right? I think you can't even compare his case 
to the other cases is the point I was trying to make yesterday because there were more people involved. How can you say that one person is the same as 24 people? That makes no sense to me. And there's more on top of that. And so now that they're saying Deshaun Watson is in the same category as a person that sexually assaults one individual, that's fucking why the NFL is the way it is and has people all turned off all the time because that makes zero sense. And you had to go to a new CBA and bring a judge involved for it to still be wrong. At the end of the day, you're still letting guys get away at the top with uh, the same crimes, nothing. And the other guy, you're using him as a black eye example and literally slapping him on the wrist. It's a fucking joke to me, dude. And it's the same. Th- it's the same thing with how it's been going with the tampering in the NBA that I'm saying. Like it's the same thing. Like this shit's been going on forever, bro. I've been. I was tampering at my first job, right? Anybody? Anybody's ta- tampering? What the fuck? It's conversations. It's what it is. Like what do you? What do you expect when everyone's got a phone and everyone can contact literally anybody? Like I. I don't know. I think that's. Pretty wild stuff to me. All right, you got anything else? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I had one more quick one. Uh, probably the least exciting figure. Get one NFL one in here. Um, okay. I don't know how well you're seeing that, but... Oh, boy. What do we got now? Seven teams um, make the playoffs in each conference, obviously. Trying to have the whole AFC pulled up here, but it's kind of tough. I don't know if you can see every team right there. Um, yeah, it's a little small, but I got it. Do you think? Do you think it's insane that I feel pretty certain that three of those teams are coming from the AFC West? Um, meaning four teams have to make it as the division as the winners of their division, and I think two others will make it from the AFC West, and then maybe one other. Would you agree with that? Now, the AFC West teams are the Chiefs, Raiders, Chargers, Broncos. Yeah, I know what it is. Yeah, no, that's not... I'm saying for people who can't see it right now, if anyone's listening, um, those are the teams in the division, so pretty widely regarded as the best division in the NFL coming into this year. Probably the only other notable teams to look at across the whole conference would be Dolphins took a step forward, um, I guess you could say the Ravens and the Bengals, whichever one doesn't win the division there in the AFC North. Maybe the Titans, if you think they're still going to be good. All right. Colts, but I think three of those teams will make it. Uh, we've seen, we saw it with the, uh, what was it? The NFC West last, last year, which was arguably the, uh, most competitive division. Um, obviously this year it's the AFC West. Is it, is it crazier to say that all four make it? So I wrote that down and almost thought about saying it. The reason I don't think that'll happen is just because you play the teams in your division more than other teams. You got to figure they're going to be beating up on each other enough for like not any all not any of them to walk away like all nine plus wins. I guess it could happen if they're just crushing all their other non-division games, but I think it would be pretty insane for all four. I think I think it's fair to say they're easily four of the best seven teams in the division. If you ask me to rank the top seven teams, or excuse me, in the conference, I'd literally say all four from the AFC West, the Bills, and probably the Bengals and then the Ravens. Maybe someone would put the Colts in there. Like, I think easily those are the top four of the top seven teams in the whole conference. But I 
I would bet at least one of them still misses the playoffs just from them beating up on each other, injury, something happening. Yeah. But maybe the question is, who do we think that is? I don't even have a good answer of who I think that is. Maybe the Broncos? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. The, maybe you think who what is? Who's going to get left out? Yeah, I'm try- I, like, I don't have a good answer of who it is. Like, I really respect the Raiders. I think the Raiders got better. I feel like it's the Chargers' year to like finally make some noise here. I'm certainly not going to predict the Chiefs falling off just because we're losing Tyree Hill. Like, if someone made me pick one, I guess I'd go with the, Ra- uh, the Broncos being the one to miss. I saw they had – not that this is the reason I'm saying it. I saw they had two – a bad lower body injuries in practice yesterday. Sounds like Tim Patrick tore his ACL and is probably missing the whole year. Yeah. Um, and so, someone else got fucked up as well. That's not my reason for saying it. They're the only team out of the floor with a new quarterback learning a new system this year, even though Russ is great. I guess they'd be my pick for fourth. Not that I'd feel great about it. Certainly wouldn't put money on it. Huh. Yeah, you'd that's going to be a... I feel t- like you'd say Raiders. That's going to be a tough, tough division to call. I think the Chiefs could finish last in that division. They could. They could. Uh, and it depends on, obviously, how the you know how everything shakes out. I, I don't have as much faith in the Broncos as Chewy would, but I think the Broncos could make some noise. Um, I like the Chargers to win that division, and I think the Raiders will be sneakier a lot better than you think because they have like a guy like Devonte adams and Derek carr and they got josh jacobs like and depends on the health like obviously so i think the raiders are going to be in the mix too i don't know i i think it's very easily uh possible the chiefs to finish last in that division which is just crazy but uh, i don't know maybe I'm trying to find if you got the broncos finishing fourth i know chewy wouldn't agree with that i mean i guess the easiest okay. The easiest thing is say the Raiders finish fourth, but I just don't see that happening, honestly. I'm trying to – I know it's here somewhere. I'm in DraftKings Sports book right now trying to find – I see, like, the team futures. Oh, here we go, division winners. Here we go. Switch my screen share here. I haven't even looked yet. See which one's actually favored. Um, betting odds. There we go. So we got division winner. Where are they? Conference. So Chiefs are favored. Wow, they have the Raiders projected to finish last. Well, so this is season winner. So who they think is going to win? So they have the Raiders as the worst team with the longest odds to finish first. Yeah. I guess that's not them technically saying that they project them fourth, but it also kind of is since they're that far back. So I don't think there's no direct way to bet this year because this is just betting the winners. I could bet the Raiders not to finish fourth. I would love to. I don't know what the odds would be, but um, yeah, I, cert- I certainly wouldn't be betting the Broncos plus 260 to win the division. I know that. I wouldn't be betting any of these teams to win the division besides the Raiders, actually. Just because, like, not that I think they will. Just What's the Chargers? Chargers are plus 220. Yeah, I'll Chiefs take that. Plus 175, Chargers plus 220, Broncos plus 260, Raiders plus 650. I got the Chargers right. to win the division. I'm pissed, dude, because I had a couple future baseball bets that I cashed out because I wanted to like make more bets rather than just let the futures play out. 
But one of them I had was for Justin Verlander to win uh, Cy Young, and he's fucking he's gonna win it. I know it. He's oh, 100%. Gotta leave him in. I know. It was just like, I know. That was dumb of me to do. It was only, it was a small payout. It was only, I only got him at like plus six or 700. And I only put like 10 bucks on it. So it was only like 60 bucks or something. It wasn't big. Here, while we're here, see what we got. But I did see a, I did see a meme that was hilarious. And like, even just like work the other night, like, I think I told you before, like, a dude betting on the game or, like, talking to, like, these young kids that bet on games, like, and I'm still in my 20s, technically, so are you. Um, Mm -hmm. Like, dude, when, like, in my parents in their 20s were, like, looking for houses and, like, trying to, like, get a house and, like, you know, move and get their shit together, and it's, like, much easier, I think, for them back then to do that than now, um... But I just see everybody in our twenties now is just fucking gambling, fucking sweating out beats, baby. I saw, I saw that. Too. Just trying to, just oh, trying to, different. just trying to hit so you can go out and buy the house. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's fucking funny as shit. Some of the awards odds for next year: Luca favorite for the MVP. Luca and beat Giannis, Ja. Anyone down here that I think would be a good pick for it? They got Jokic. <laughs> Jokic going three P, you fucking wish, my guy. Plus twelve hundred. No, he'd have to like, he, he would have to just. It's it's just the unwritten rule. It shouldn't be that way. That's not how I think it should be. But like, I think it would just have to be like absurd, more absurd season than last year's. Like triple double average, better shooting, just in the thirty points per game. Nuggets is a one seed. Like he'd have to do some stuff like that because like he's not getting three in a row unless like all these guys get hurt like Giannis will get another Luca I, I think it's Lucas to lose obviously the betting odds agree with me and beads obviously in the running for it as always especially because he's been right there the last few years I'm just trying to look down and see if there's anyone lower NBA's tough because we know who the superstars are like I can't really see anyone in this lower range really coming away with it like the lowest MVP where I'm like I could see that happening I'd like to say Kwai, but I just don't think he would play enough games to get it. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know where I'm going. Like, I, I get, I get. It's not that LeBron. I guess LeBron. I guess LeBron would be the lowest I would pick anyone of getting it, but more likely Tatum. Tatum, huh? No, I'm not saying him getting it. I'm saying like going any lower than that, I can't see. Like going lower than LeBron makes no sense to me. Anyone under LeBron in the odds. I could never bet. Like, Booker's not winning it. Kawhi's not winning it. Trey Young's not winning it. Zion's not winning it. Zion could do some crazy shit, but probably not. I don't know. I'm just, I, it's usually the guy who's the clear superstar on his team that gets a lot of usage, who got a lot of stats. His team ends up being a top seed. It looks like that's probably, you know, the top four guys they got here, more likely the top two to me. This is always where you could get the craziest odds this time this time of year. I don't know what job would have been last year, but oh yeah, he was really yeah. Like we could go to the bottom here and just say like you know twenty thousand most improved player. Is there anyone that could be realistic? No, we're getting a little crazy on some of these. (laughs) Hey, my boy, Quentin Grimes. He's not going to get enough usage. It won't be. I'm trying to find like the first name really far down here. Not great content. Me just scrolling through a list. Did you see the? uh, Yeah, it's fine, dude. I'm over. I'm over the fucking. 
There's so much content out there. It doesn't even matter, bro. Just do what you want to be doing. Uh, I saw... Um, did you see the... Uh, this shit was so funny to me, dude. SOS Heating and Cooling is excited to introduce our new spokesperson, I Huskers wide receiver, yes. Decoldis Crawford. We, I saw him all the way back in high school, but like him getting an NIL deal with like some heating and cooling van company is just the That's fucking hard. greatest thing to me. And I just love it. And I just needed to shout it out with all the smoke coming from the college Not. football co- head coaches on NIL. It's like, bro, take a fucking chill pill, dog. Like... Just because you don't I have, do think that's great. oh, it's incredible, absolutely incredible. They're just losing power and 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 to the players, honestly, and they're not liking it. And I think it'll, I think it'll change college. It's gonna change college football for sure, especially how it's already changed some of the realignment and everything like that. So, um, yeah. I don't know. I think it's. I think it'd be more cool if college football, like I said, just broke off and had just, like, an NFL version. It really would. It would suck because Coastal would probably be left out of it, but, like, I'd still be for it. I think it'd make it more exciting. <laughs> like, I don't care for Alabama yeah. playing fucking, you know, whoever. Uh, I have their schedule on my screenshot. It's just hilarious to me. Like, you, youth lane or with, like, you know. It's like, no, Laf- Lafayette and shit. It's like, no, dude. Can you yeah. fucking just play normal – good teams and see what your record is and then we'll go to the thing like i don't know that's just the way i I think it'd be so much better if they did it like that but i don't know apparently i just say wild shit um i don't know enough to really disagree or agree with you on that one but i agree that it's more fun to watch good teams there's a chance i watch the college football playoffs when alabama and auburn are playing there's zero chance i watch a regular season game where they're playing depaul so yeah i hear you yeah yeah, I don't. I think it's just um, ruins it, man. Too early in the season, but I just scrolled through the whole thing, and it's not great odds. But the only one that's really catching my eye is Lamelo Ball at plus three thousand for most improved. Yeah, I just figured like Miles Bridges not there, Gordon Hayward always hurt. Team probably won't be great, but wouldn't be surprised if he picks up the scoring, like comes out and has like a, you know. And just wild stats type of year. He hasn't been getting, he only gets like, I feel like 30 minutes a game. So he'd probably need to get into like the 36s, like get a little bit more playing time. But I mean, hey, if you're going to be awful, you better at least be running LaMelo Ball out there and developing him and getting, he makes guys around him a little bit better. Team's not going to be impressive. But yeah, most improves tough because it's really hard to pick the guy. But it's usually, as over the last few years, I remember pulling the list up, it's usually a guy who takes the leap to, like, superstardom kind of tier. Like, John Morant did. I'm trying to remember the few people. I think Julius Randle got it the year before that. The guy, A guy who jumps into, like, the all-NBA conversation that wasn't before. Even though we like to pick guys like, oh, like, Cam Reddish could take the leap. Like, yeah, Cam Reddish, not that I'm actually saying that. Like, he isn't winning. It has to be, like, a – it has to be – ah, Brunson's not a bad pick just because he'll be getting way more usage away from Luka. I wouldn't pick it just because, like, it's not the best odds on it here. But Jesus I don't think that's Christ, you sound like all. a dummy. No, it's, it's a guy. Quentin Grimes, Quentin Grimes for rookie no, of the Quentin year Grimes and Jalen Brunson for most improved. Just, Sounds like a fucking love, dumb Knicks fan Quentin here on the Grimes. podcast today. I love Quentin Grimes. He's not winning it. Jalen <laughs> Brunson, I think, could win it. Anthony Edwards being first in the odds definitely makes sense to me. Like, he's the, he's the type of guy, like, from the John Morant thing last year, like, Still young, not usually second year guys don't win it, not his second year. 
seems the same as LaMelo. Both their third year in the league, both could kind of take a leap to superstardom. Edwards' better shot being on the better team with Gobert and Towns, but I think LaMelo's an interesting one. SCA, I mean, I already think he's really good. Simon's no, paid too early. Oh, oh, man. I guess Zion, like, Zion, if he's coming out and actually playing, like, sure, but are you really going to give it to Zion? Like, most improved of what? He's played, like, 50 games two years ago or something like that? I don't know. That seems like a weird one. Yeah, you can give him comeback player of the year. Yeah, literally, give him that. Like, I don't know if you can get most improved. Like, nah. Porter Jr., like, how are you going to get most improved when you didn't play last year? Yeah, I'm not seeing a bunch of guys that I think would be a like, – James Wiseman, has he played an NBA game? Has he played, like, uh, 10? How could he be most improved? Out of here. Oh, boy. Wild bets. Yeah, that is kind of funny. You I can bet on anything, bro. You can fucking bet on anything. It's crazy to me. Uh, I saw Massachusetts, thirty-first uh, state to legalize sports betting, getting closer to fifty states. Yeah. Um, saw that. Uh, this could be a good one. What? Mel Bridges. I w- I'm not betting it, but I think he could take another step forward. But I don't think he'll be that good of a guy. Mikhail like Bridges. Type level. Uh, the sports betting nugget for the day that amazes me that I've been seeing and saving. Michael Jordan's Chicago Bulls teams were favored in 185 consecutive games from November 1995 wow. to June 1997. But I wow. guess you were putting in those. I guess you were putting in those bets with a bookie back then. Uh crazy times. Um, yeah. Uh, I feel like I got in most of. What I had, we covered your questions. The only thing I wanted to say, I shouted out Bill Russell uh, my solo yesterday um, and saw the news on Vin Scully uh, this morning, which it's like, geez, two of like the most iconic sports dudes ever in the same week. Um, Vin Scully was like 67 years with the Dodgers. I touched on some of the stuff he did back when he retired and his going away uh, broadcast was pretty touching, but then... Just touching on what Bill Russell did in his career, bro. And mm-hmm. I had a few smoke thoughts on it yesterday. Um, I, this is one of these things where if you were here, this is why I need to say it again. Because if you were here, maybe you'd tell me I, it was something stupid to say. Because I said it and I'm like, well, does that even make sense? But I still kind of feel it. Like the Boston Celtics, like what I'm trying to say, what I, I need to re-explain myself and see if you think this is crazy. But what I'm trying to say is for like the young, the young Boston Celtics fans. Maybe, you know, the older Boston Celtics fans, you can hang on to these, you know, these 17 championships and being great and all that. But these young Boston Celtics fans that really haven't seen a championship yet, you you know, a couple Eastern Conference finals, we've touched on it, made the finals this past year, fell short. But the only reason you're like the prestigious Celtics is because of a guy like Bill Russell. So what angers me the most is like these young people, they don't even know about Bill Russell, man. And like, even being an NBA guy, like just seeing some of the stuff on Bill Russell, it's just you you know, we're not the we're not the oldest people. It's just crazy the shit that he was doing in the nineteen forties that still he's being resonated, you know, handing out the finals MVP trophy and like everyone's like, Oh my god, it's Bill Russell and like everyone no, didn't even know, you know, it's just like Yeah. I don't know, it's just a, it's incredible to me when you get to live to that age regardless of being on a famous platform or not, my point is it's like special, dude. They see so much. They know so much. That's why I've kind of always been attached to 
Um, that type of take. What's good, Lisa? Got the COVID now? Damn. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think Bill Russell's, like, a rarity. Like, he's one of the few, like, older guys that people actually, like, can recognize. A lot of which being the MVP trophy named after him because they didn't have a finals MVP back then, but he'd probably have, like, double digits of them if they did. Um, so it's cool that they have that named after them. It's cool seeing, like, a lot of people that, you know, I think more so than other older players, people did kind of, like, know who he was because he stayed around the NBA. And, like, just from listening to some stuff about him in the last few days, it did seem like that wasn't, like, when he left the NBA, he basically had wanted nothing to do with it, wanted nothing to do with the city of Boston, like, hated how he was treated there. Like, obviously, like, grew up in a yeah. time where, like, people loved what he was doing off on the court and hated him off the court just because of the skin color. So he, when he left the NBA, he didn't want anything to do with it, didn't want anything to do with the Celtics, hated the city of Boston, yeah. basically. And it was cool to see him kind of, like, over the years, like, come back around and, like, really be appreciated the way he should be. Like, obviously, always, everyone always gets their flowers after they pass, but which – he did like everyone else, but he was someone that kind of got it, at least from like a sports perspective, a lot while he was alive. I do think so. Too. Yeah. People appreciated him, like wanted his advice, appreciate what he did for like the entire community of basketball, people of color, everything beyond. Yeah, seriously. Um, like a pioneer for sure. Um, yeah. For a lot of, for a lot of stuff, not just the game of basketball. And it was just, it's just interesting to me some of his qualities like you talked about like he was so incredible for the celtics and just hated them because how he was treated and i totally respect that and then you know just going you know just how he was like if you if you weren't you know treating people equally he didn't fuck with you at all you know he was just that type of dude you know it was just yeah it was no fake bs with him you know it was just straight from the from the heart to me and it was i don't know it's just it's sad man when you lose those and to me, when you look back on it, just thinking of the history of basketball or anything that could go on with basketball, and same with Vin Scully, who didn't just do baseball games, covered golf, uh, NFL games. Like, you'll never be able to watch anything historic in sports and not be able to have those guys in it. Vin Scully, yeah. Bill Russell. Like, Bill Russell, if he's not on the Mount Rushmore of, like, uh, you know, activism and things like that, he's got to be on the Mount Rushmore. Um, with Bill, you know, for the NBA and what he's done for the NBA. It's like um, a lot of guys around that time. It's like Jackie Robinson, him, uh, Muhammad Ali. Yeah, Jim Brown, yep. Yes, sir. Come and they go. Oh, got some fantasy time coming up. Seems like Jonathan Taylor is the consensus number one overall pick. If you have the number two pick, who are you drafting? Jefferson, CMC, or Cooper Cup, or anyone else, I guess? Jamar Chase. Jonathan Taylor is the consensus number one pick. He, huh? he is. I, I've been looking at some stuff. He's like, and, and not that he has to go number one, but I assuming he were to go number one, because I, I think most people would just take him there. Would you go Cup, Jonathan, uh, Cup, Chase, Jefferson? I wish I knew what pick uh, I had. CMC. I wish I knew what pick I had. Yeah. That's what I like getting pumped about. Um, good question. I would probably see in our league. I would go running back. Like, in our league, I would go running back just because of our type of league. But in – if I had the second pick. But in real in real life, I 
you know, if I had a, just a, you know, the fantasy pick of it, I'm, I'd probably try and look at maybe one of the receivers. Um, do you remember how we do the draft order? Well, it goes on how everybody finished last year. I have the standings up in front of me. I can't. I thought I did pretty uh, decent, so I probably got a. I got a probably a shit pick. Um. Let's see. Chrome tab. Office. Yeah. He's in the standing. He didn't update it. At, you probably cut this if you want. I don't know who won. The playoffs was Trevor versus Willie T. I have no idea which one of them won. Baked Bowl was Bill versus. No idea which one of them won. <laughs> I just love it. Baseball was Bill versus Sean. <laughs> Funny shit. Yeah. Oh yeah. What happened, dude? Where? What was the? What was the actual playoffs? I, I don't give a fuck about the. Whoever I won. Know, I can only. I can't see anything else other than the league notes because the league isn't active. Yeah. So whoever won the baseball gets to choose their pick, and then after that, it's just it slated. Looks like. Is this Trevor's team? Yeah. So it looks like Trevor won. Overall, Trevor won. No, that shit's not right. We do our shit differently, though. Yeah, I know, but the finals was Trevor versus Willie T anyway, and this is Trevor's team, and this is Willie T's team. So it looked like they played in the finals in real life and the fake way, and it looks like Trevor had more points. So I think Trevor won. Funny thing is, I came in third the fake way. I don't think I actually came in third. I don't remember, though. I made the playoffs, but I don't know if I came in third. Jeez. But yeah, it looks like I'll be two picks ahead of you, regardless of how it is. So I'll probably be like seventh pick or something like that. I'm pretty sure I have Javante Williams as a keeper. He's going as like a second round pick this year. I don't know when I got him, but later than that. Yeah, I don't. I didn't. I don't even know if I put in my keeper yet. You can't. I can't even see my team. The league hasn't been activated. Like, if I go to my team, I can't see. Oh, what? Shit. I literally just tried it a second ago, and it wasn't there. Nice. Fantasy season right around the corner. Bateman would be my other one. Just tell me when I picked him. My man Rich come through today. Much love to him. Good conversation there. A lot of conversations going on, obviously, with MLB trades and NFL season coming back, and it's just endless, really, with things happening every day. Headline worthy. Just hope you're one of the people that can make the headline. Apparently, that's what everyone wants nowadays. I don't know. I'd almost be too scared at this point to get on the headlines. <sighs> what I do like about baseball, minus the uh, amount of games they play, is it comes on stupid early, man. 12 o'clock games and like 1 o'clock games. It seems it only happens like Wednesday and Thursday on Monday and Tuesday. Late games only. I guess the more I check in on baseball, the more I find out about it. Um... Very wild trade deadline. Actually, a very busy trade deadline. Chu hopefully coming through next week to touch on that. Looking forward to that. Hopefully, I'll be back around either before then or with Chu and have some things to talk about. 
once I make it back around. Till then, hopefully everyone stays safe, stays well. It's a constant grind out here. People getting COVID, whatnot. Hope Rich feels better. And yeah, for me, just same old enjoying the sports, enjoying my free time. Got my girlfriend's birthday coming up this weekend, so I'm excited to spend that time with her. And after last week, we went to Block Island, in which first time I'd been away in a while. Um, really enjoyed that. Did, did a lot of fun things. Posted a few pictures of that on my Instagram post for the pod today. Um, but doing that stuff as much as it feels good and it's enjoyable and happy and all that for people that are doing it in the moment um, brings up memories and brings up the fact that I'll never be able to do that type of stuff again with not only my mom but friends that I've lost and that, that have moved or that are going to move and I know you can always meet new people and life's kind of this crazy cycle of losing people and meeting people and losing dogs and getting dogs and this whole life and death but there's a lot in between that that I'd probably get stuck in my own head thinking about it a lot but I feel like I'm not the only one Um, and you know I try to do the best I can not only for myself, but for what I'm trying to do, not only in my career, when I'm podcasting, things like that, because it's easy to just get off the rails, kind of go crazy, and all these things that I see and hear, and these perspectives that you can gain from listening to other people, and tuning that into your perspective, um, which I've said a lot about Brittany Griner, and I know we just uh, did something to try and get her home or the prisoner exchange, but there are a lot of people that are trapped and held hostage over in Russia that didn't have, didn't necessarily do anything wrong to get there, and we're not going to do anything to get them home or be able to get them home, and it's endless when they break things down to me. Maybe I just look at things the wrong way or too differently or who knows at this point. Um, it's kind of a mind fuck for me. But I do appreciate anybody that checks in on what I'm doing here on the podcast. Much love to everybody that came through today. Thought it was a good show. Appreciate all love and support as always. That's all I had for the A-Waves today. Listen to Seggy Station.